This is HPR episode 1956 entitled HPR Community News for January 2016 and is part of the series HPR Community News. It is hosted by HPR volunteers and is about 39 minutes long. The summary is HPR Community News for January 2016. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Everybody, my name is Ken Fallon, and you're listening to another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. Today, it's HBR Community News for January 2016. Live, live, live from, from, from Fostem, Fostem 2016. Joining me tonight are it's Dave Morris and JWP and I. Not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily partaking. Just happens to be trapped in the room. Uh, we are live at FOSTEM, not live to you, obviously, um, because we are recording it on the Friday night, and we just realised that the talk for Richard Stallman is going to be on later, so we're crammed into the room here, and we're recording. So as we do every month, we introduce new hosts, but there were no new hosts. Dave, why were there new, no new hosts? It's, it's one thing I have any control over. I can tell you when they are. There, but I but I can't magic them up. I'm afraid. I'm sure, we'll have more next week, next month. There may be some background humming uh, as the fridge in the um, room is uh, vibrating quite a lot. Anyway, to tell you the HPR community news, HPR for a start is a community po- community podcast network. That means the shows are contributed by people like you. Listeners like you contribute the shows. If listeners like you don't contribute the shows, then we have no shows. Then we stop as a project. Uh, every month we do one show where we go back and we have a quick look at the shows that have been on and we also have a quick uh, look through the mail lists and the comments and stuff like that. As we're going through the shows we will do the comments as well. It's a lot handier actually to have this live than, than, uh, than yes, over mumble. Yes. You can look at people and uh, and send messages more clearly. Yes, so exactly. Although I don't have my last one so, uh, <laughs> so much for that idea. Anyway, Charles and NJ returns with a short show to discuss a fix he made to Bash Potter. And that was actually quite good because uh, he has the uh, shell script. I think um, Link, that was created, for those of you who don't know, Bash Potter was created by Link of the Linux Link mm-hmm. Tech Show, or one of the original founders of that show. And it's basically a wrapper around an XML parser that pulls it down, and uh, he fixed that. Um, Chess Griffin also maintained a copy of that Mash Mash Potter, yeah. which is a little yeah. bit more complex. Which I think he might, I don't think he has actually solved that that same problem, because it, it's, it's to do with the way the URLs don't necessarily tell you what the file's going to be. Yeah. It's hard to determine what. 
is going to happen when you pull the ewer out. Yeah. And uh, I'm not quite sure how, how that's been solved with Mashpark, but it's a good fix and I liked it. Yeah. There were no comments on that. If you do want to contribute to HBR, a great way to do that is just put in uh, uh, comments. The following day was the HBR community news for December. Be a bit meta to talk about that, and then we had Klaatu talks to Cloud Cloudera about Hadoop and big data. This is um, Apache Hadoop platform, which uh, I actually found quite interesting. I must say. Yeah, me too. I, I thought it was uh, it, he 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 in his interviewee made quite an interesting summary of the of the situation, and uh, for me it was it helped clarify it quite a lot. Yeah. Although that said, now if you ask me to list off exactly what it does, I would have to go back to the uh, to the pages. Of I mean, Hadoop is at least in my job. Yeah, um, Hadoop is becoming more and more uh, interesting. Uh, in- interesting. I mean, they hook it up to you can hook it up to your Oracle database, or you can hook it up to this new thing that SAP has called Hana, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, you can search with it, uh, search with it uh, oh, yeah, across all of the, the this huge uncollected pile Mess. of data. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so it's it's quite interesting. A lot of companies are doing that for their Word documents and millions of PowerPoint files that they have and all that other stuff. Mm, actually, that that is actually a good idea. One of my pet peeves about SharePoint is the complete inability to uh, index files or search files across the enterprise. Yeah, just. Even files created by me with this name in them, with this attachment, I still can't find them. It's just don't. I'm not going to go into it. Thankfully, we're migrating away. The following day, we had Dave Morris. How I prepare my shows. Overkill. Overkill. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, bad call. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, over engineering is a good thing. You should, being an engineer, you should agree with that. I appreciate that too. <laughs> it's, it's got extra struts and uh, and supporting. Members and uh, and it will never fall down. I do like your um, I do like your show notes on, on all of these. <laughs> Why is Hacker Public Radio domain down and Hobby Public Radio not down? Mm. Oh, because probably I'm in a different country and they probably have the word hacker. Blocked. Oh yes, you're behind a filter. Is it oh, you're on a hotel? you're on a uh, you're on a hotel. Wi-Fi. No, no, I'm not. I'm on a, my you're, my roaming. Oh, mm-hmm. you're on your own, man. Yeah, but it is possible that they have that blocked. If that's the case, I will uh, take that into my own hands. The following day, as we do need to go through these, is collating pages with PDFTK. And I needed... Do you ever have a show where you're listening and then you, is, you were doing that exact thing at that precise oh, time? Yeah. It was absolutely awesome. Yes, yes. I, I love that show. I thought it was very, very clever. I hadn't realized that PDFTK could, could do that um, and uh, it, the way John put it together was, was great. I did point out that there was a quick way of doing it but I did it in private so I didn't embarrass him. Oh, I just said, <laughs> no, 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 that's a joke. <laughs> I put in the comments that there was uh, about the exact same thing doing and I made a comment about your cups thing actually Dave and uh, for some reason I thought your cups, you hadn't covered uh, scanning so your cups uh-huh. <clears throat> but what I ended up doing, because I looked at your show notes uh, for that uh, episode about scanning. All right, in the background. Um, kids have been bringing home stuff every week from school for the last five, six years. And there was a whole room in the house full of boxes. So I scanned everything, like a thousand 
different yeah, pieces right. of, of things. <laughs> so I ended up going to scan image and then just using a printer plan like to scan it mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. over to the letter because doing it on I have a sheet feeder thing which works is fine if you're sheet feeding. But if you uh, if you just want to scan mm-hmm. one image then mm-hmm. you press the shortcut key, then press the star key and then there's four different presses to do it, mm-hmm. whereas if mm-hmm. you do it on your laptop and you just go while wait ten seconds then do the next one. Did you JPEG it or to uh, PDF or PDF? Uh, JPEG. JPEG. Yeah, because I wanted to put it onto a um, little digital. Yeah. I'm making signs here in the room, which is obviously not good on the podcast. You put it on a digital photo frame for them so that they see it on the digital photo frame. That way they're okay about getting rid of the uh, pictures. So the little drawings and yeah. all that stuff. All, all that stuff, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And they still have they still have the high quality image, and that's in the backup thing, so we can print it off and mm-hmm. show them, yeah, here. We can print it off again and you have it. But uh, it was great for getting rid of something like 15 boxes of stuff. Of that. Recycled. Recycled boxes. As you know. So, yes, uh, we'll skip over all the comments about donkeys and stuff because uh, in that one. And the, f- <laughs> the following day, we had a HBR episode. We had 1940 Wash Love Talk on. Last pass, which was a hooker doing a yeah. doing a talk to his um, lug about last pass. I have one comment about that. And that was IP six is coming. There is <laughs> no no way to avoid it. <laughs> ISPs are rolling it out as we speak. Yes, yeah, it's it's oh. here effectively. It's just not in everybody's house, I guess. Well, it's coming because I know um, I know I'm not allowed to speak about stuff, so I'm not <coughs> talking about stuff at this point. However. There's a lot of, uh, if you look at Google's um, rollout, 50% of the servers in the world now support it. Okay. And it's increasing like as a, like on a hockey stick. Yep. Yeah. And my, my router supports it. I've recently installed um, OpenWort on my $20 TP-Link uh, router, and uh, it has all kinds of IP6 stuff on it. Cool. Yeah. And yep. But not every device does IP6. So if no, you have like an older do. net top that kind of uh, netbook kind of thing, it doesn't. Uh, uh, so your no, your old your newer phones do. So like all the iPhones that live in my house are there. Mm-hmm. My Windows phone does. Uh, the uh, um, but my older Linux computers they don't they don't. Oh, that's strange. No. But, the, my, but you should be able to update them. Everything is supporting on PV6. Yeah, even on thirty two bit. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, Dave, can you go on the next one? Because I've just lost connection. <clears throat> okay. Well, this was my show, 1941 What's in My Case, which was me cheating and using that as a means of talking about fountain pens because I keep them in a case. Uh, <laughs> you know, nobody came back and, and pointed no, out that this that, was a dirty that's, trick. That's fine. That's but, a uh, yeah, um, I, I had a feeling there might be uh, an undercurrent of fountain pen fans, and, and I, I think I think we were proven very right about that. I think, I think there are, and uh, so I got some some good feedback uh, and comments about it. So um, yeah, and few people said on um, GNU Social that they were going to look at getting themselves a fountain pen. Yeah, I haven't I heard much about it since then, but uh, I'm hoping to, to hear, hear back soon. I used a, a fountain pen during uh, college. Plus, uh, my handwriting is terrible, so it went everywhere. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is something very nice about uh, the, the handwriting scripts. I always look tattooed after I get done messing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of the part of the fun. Yeah. Yeah. It shows you've been using the fountain pen. 
I think you need it. So let's see, was there any comments on, um, or more together actually, on when we're doing this on Mumble? Is it me or is it very hot here? These headphones are always no, on. that's why I took off. You, you saw that I started removing all my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, yes, Magnus919, uh, Chronicles of a Cheap Geezer regarding the blue black ink. Those inks are not dye inks like you use in fountain. Are you gonna? There's a lot, a lot of comments about this. There are 17 comments on this particular. Can you give us the yeah. overall generic summary, please, Dave? <laughs> well, yeah. If, suffice to say, folks, this is a topic of interest to hackers. Yes, I mean the the, the numbers increased because I replied to them all, mm-hmm. which uh, which doubled them probably. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's. It's partly that people um, know a lot about pens, know a lot about ink. I think Magnus Nine One Nine was saying, you know, uh, iron gall inks that, uh, that that contain an iron um, iron salt that changes as it uh, as it um, exposed to air, so it changes colour. All that sort of stuff you can get into really, really deeply with uh, with ink. Um, and there were various talks about. Uh, uh, the nostalgia of, um, of using phantom pens. I do remember um, in when I went to school there was uh, was a inkwell on the desk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. with still like that uh, black ink <laughs> at the bottom. Of yes, dried ink set, set yeah. like a rock. Yeah. So yeah, it, and um, I think John Culp said he was off to to try one. Yeah, um, but it was too expensive. You, oh, well, that was me just coming back with a silly comment saying. Well, you should try one of these, and then he looked at the price and said, "No, uh, probably not." But uh, but in terms of things like the platinum preppy and the uh, the pilot, um, I've got the name now. But uh, the there's some good cheap pens, phantom pens you can get that are amazingly good. I bought I bought one to try out recently, and my daughter grabbed it and it's disappeared. She liked it so much for doing drawings and stuff. Oh, it's right. a really nice little fine um, phantom pen. Yeah. More. Um, Folks, three shows is a is a series, as we all know. <laughs> well, question along those lines. To, well, obviously, Dave, you you still write. You have a pen in your pocket there. Uh, do you write every day, Ken? No. Now I don't. I, you know, I carry a pen with me all the time, mm-hmm. but I, I don't write every day. I do. I have a whiteboard, and I'm constantly writing on the whiteboard. But no, I keep a journal. I, I've, I've got a nice big sort of. Okay. Ken annoyed me today. <laughs> Ken found yeah, so more it. stuff to do. <laughs> the following day, we had Kobo Touch N905 e reader. This actually tempted me to consider getting one of these, but yeah, me too. Unfortunately, it didn't pass the um, is it more expensive than a Raspberry Pi test? K-O-B-O? The Kobo. K O B O. Yeah. K O B O. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. You're, you're the, I, you're, I'm the one. You're the Irishman that knows English. I, I'm a Texan. Come on, give me a break. I'm the one who traditionally has the role of butchering pronunciation. Kobo, I would say Kobo is what Everybody I would say. Everybody was yeah. calling it. Yes. Kobo. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it sounded nice, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. I was also tempted, but uh, haven't uh, haven't partaken yet. And the uh, KO Reader, he was saying, also <laughs> works on the Kobo. And we have a... We have a um, Comment. John did an episode on the KO reader as well. He did. A little back and forth there between Klaatu and John. The following day was HBR Audiobook Club uh, 11.5 interview with David Collins Rivera, more commonly known as Lost in Bronx. 
one of my favourite HBR contributors, as a company excluded, of course. And uh, yeah, there was actually quite a lot in this that I had to stop and make notes about. I contacted uh, him about that uh, one topic, and uh, I might come back to it later. Reviving, um, specifically reviving uh, information underground okay. on HPR. We didn't have that. Yeah, yeah. Comments, so, so we're planning on doing a show, perhaps. Just need to get some details sorted out about that. And Kai, are you uh, using the Wi-Fi by the any chance? The NHL Dell one, yes. Oh, okay. So what was the next one, Dave? Because my Wi-Fi is stopped again. Um, this was fifty-one fifty talking about. SSHFS is the Secure ah, Shell sure. File System, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I use that quite a lot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was good to hear. I've I've seen it. I know of its existence, but I've never used it. Never needed to, but I think I've just been a bit short sighted, and it was great to hear fifty one fifties explanation yeah. of, of uh, good cases for for its use. There is one thing that um, if you are using that, you should put a keep alive in your host file because what tends to happen is if you're not busy with the connection, then the connection will drop and your local system will get very confused. So if you keep it, okay. put in the keep alive, it sends a um, heartbeat across mm -hmm. every minute mm -hmm. or so and keeps yep. it up. Um, I used to use it quite a lot, but then I um, uh, started, I realized that you can just open a lot of stuff using the fish protocol. Yeah, yeah, I do that. I, because I was a KDE user for quite a long time, I tend to use Dolphin and just open stuff through the, through that yeah. protocol in Dolphin. You can do it in other stuff as well. You can do it yeah, it makes it a, a lot easier. I'm an NFS man because I had to run NFS systems for so many years at work that I just go and automatically create NFS all over the place. I use NFS at home and it's a lot more tolerant to uh, reboots and stuff. Mm -hmm. Gosh, if there was only two people who knew a lot about S H uh, NFS and could share that with the HPR community. <laughs> well, again, what do you do for a living there? <laughs> I am you did a, actually a whole series of file systems. I did, I did, I did. It's, but it's all changed, so I can do it again. So it's, it's completely changed. I mean, ButterFS has changed, XFS has changed. Uh, it was like a little, after I did the series, it was like a little revolution in the file system. Yeah. So, I mean, we went full circle so from ButterFS to back to XFS so SUSE, SUSE with all the enterprise stuff now is pretty much XFS all the time yeah. uh, so do, uh, do do that episode because there was a lot I don't know if you got it but there was a lot of feedback about that uh, that really uh, hit the spot with a lot of different people um, what are the comments on that one Dave I've just got the summary here so have you can you see the, the content here. There were five comments overall. But, um, okay, I'll grab them if I can. That's such small type names. Mike Ray says using SHFS to mount the Pi root file system on faster machines for cross compiling, oh, nice. which is yes. a good one. And yeah. he gives the uh, option follow some links in there. And uh, Frank uh, said that there's a slackerbuilds.org version and 0xf. 10e. I'm pretty sure when using SSFH on multiple users, um, would map everyone to the user that you initiate the connection with. Uh, and I replied to that that no, you can't do multiple users. From my opinion, that it's mounted as you personally because uh, 
it's in user uh, user space so it's mounted as your user and yeah. the only user who can go in is you so um, and even given permissions to the root user so the root user can't go in and even if you uh, even if you create another user and give them permissions on the folder, they still can't go in either. And Kevin O'Brien uh, was delighted to hear Fifty One Fifty uh, was able to build on earlier shows that the Plateau and I started with SSH. So happy to see that the series things are working, which is good. So the following day was Fifty One Fifty again with Quassel IRC system. Do any of you use that? I just tend to use um, uh, SSH into a screen session using RRC. Yeah, that's what I do. I use WeChat actually because I thought it was a bit better than that, but I, I don't know. Percy, I've not done a comparison. I, don't have, I know I should read it, sit down and read the manual, mm -hmm. but I can do about four just, things and that's all. I just go to the web one and log in there. Click, yeah. click the link in the browser. Yeah, I just, I just, I used to use Pigeon for stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I don't want my laptop that heavy, and so I just do it all over the web. I mean, yeah. you have web Skype now, so no need for the client anymore. They, uh, it was good though because I'd I'd heard about Quassel before and didn't realize <coughs> that this was something that you could yeah. do with it. So. I have actually used it. I did use to use it on my uh, KDE system. Yeah. It's a KDE based thing, is it? Does it come from the KDE world? I can't remember. Perhaps. But so. I've certainly used it, and the fact that you run it as a as a core and a, and a client. And then the clients can move around and use the all use the core and stuff. Yeah. Was yeah because yeah I've done it but uh, I just preferred to to use the um, the uh, WeChat because I wanted to learn how to use WeChat and add plugins to it and stuff. Okay. The there were no um, comments on that one. No. The following day was had seven comments and that was another one of yours. Wok cookery. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Like I said, and I think another one where we touched the nerves of hackers. There, <laughs> I thought I thought there was an interest in this because Frank had started the ball rolling with yeah, us exactly. to talk on that. Um, I think we discussed it after after the show on the community news, saying, "Ooh, maybe we should do more of those." So I I did. Um, yeah, and and it, it does it got some interesting comments. We Frank, just need Frank one more actually, don't we? And it's a series. <laughs> yes. So yeah. Um, I think Mark Waters said he was going to walk and try the, try the, the recipe, and that's Mark Waters as in swimming down a river in France. That's the Mark Waters, yes. yes, uh -huh. yes. So uh, be interested to hear what he comes up with then. <coughs> I would be very impressed if he was <laughs> doing a while swimming down the river in France. You know what? Yes. I would pay to see that actually. <laughs> and uh, Frank had a qualified success apparently. Yes, he said he put a bit too much pepper in or whatever. He had a chili, a chili, and banana, well, banana chili. On one thing that I thought about it was there's an awful lot of ingredients, Dave. Yeah, well, far too many photos. Can't <laughs> <laughs> be too many photos. You should have seen me cooking that, that day, and the camera got grease on it and everything. You know? I I was eating this up. I was watching this on the train coming home, and I was absolutely starving. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's 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 the mark of a geek that uh, that they like to cut everything in nice, neat little pieces and yeah, stuff it's like just that. Just the way it is. It's measuring each side to make sure they're the same and stuff like that. That's what my kids say anyway. Yeah, I don't mind them. Um, Ocean Audio is it? Ocean, Ocean Audio. Ocean Audio. Yeah. I was, for some reason read that as Ocean Audio. Yes, it does look like that. That's just me and my dyslexia. LMB again. 
Nice show. I had not heard of this, and I didn't know that, uh, but it does support uh, VST plugins, which is a big thing. Oh, okay. Uh, my brother-in-law, his father. So Yeah, it sounded good. I've not tried it. Um, I checked out the, the website. It's a weird license, though. Yeah, yeah. It's a guy in Brazil sort of made up the licensing himself. I Don't do that. <laughs> All right. The next day we had Frank Bell with some Vim hints. If I'm not mistaken, this is uh, it is a series Vim hints. And it was, check your spelling in Vim, something which I would like to do from time to time. All right. Okay. In Vim. V-I-M. Vim, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I use the virtual it impaler. <laughs> it's it's very cool. I prefer to use it in GVim personally because it doesn't highlight the the misspelled stuff in a great block of color. Yeah, and often uh, their colors that I can't actually see very well. I can't I can't see those colors very With well there. GVim, it does a little wiggly red line underneath, okay. it, or a blue line if your grammar's wrong. To be honest, if I'm in an X terminal, I'll use Kate every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so. whatever. To go, yes, but yes. that was appreciated by BBZ. No, that was that was, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I appreciated it too. It was, uh, it's it was always good to know because there is somebody out there who uh, mm. can't spell the, the Sunday morning Linux review last week had a big review about Kate. Yeah, uh, they have a new version and it does plugins, they have all kinds of plugins. It's almost like Emacs now. Yeah, they do, but you have the choice not to load them. No. I I am very. I have so many questions for KDE, mostly starting with why the hell have you um, with this new version? So I'm in doing the interviews tomorrow. I'm gonna have to bear that in mind to be nice and not. You know that 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 uh, that Riedel guy is here this weekend. This weekend, uh, uh, you know the one that was at Canonical and then did the uh, um, about the contributions type of thing. About the contributions that Canonical was getting, and he was the leader of, uh, of oh, Jonathan Riddell. Jonathan yeah, Riddell, yeah. yeah. yeah so we've interviewed him over the last two years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's he's there and he's giving a talk. Uh, he's got a talk on a, a, mm, on this. Pull up the Fosdam schedule on your Android device. It'll yeah. show. It'll show you've got a talk. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. we'll talk to him in the booth. Okay. Um, following day, Kindle, Kobo, 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 Kobo. Oh, whatever. Yeah, Open reader. K.O. reader. And this was, uh, it was a nice complimentary talk to uh, um, Tattoo Zone. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. almost as if it was planned, but mm-hmm. it was not. Um, because it came in actually before Tattoo Zone. So, uh, KDN Live Part 2 Advanced tech, uh, Editing Techniques. I must say, I really like uh, the sound of Gede's voice uh, doing um, Seth Kenlands. Not to be mixed up with somebody else as a uh, is articles. These are these are excellent articles. They're I very very good, aren't they? Very professional. And also they they're very professionally read as and well. The reading well, just just adds that that extra bit to it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of worried at the time that it might be a bit uh, too visual. Mm-hmm. That was what Seth mm-hmm. said at the time, but I think they're coming across very well in the audio. It also yeah. helps if you can follow along on the website. Anyway. Yes, yes. I didn't do that, but I found that the context seemed to be gelling in my, my yeah. mind quite well because obviously it's written, but it's also read in a way yeah. that, that really catches your attention, yeah. I thought. And it also does the headings and mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. yeah. see the article as well. But what was interesting about that uh, article is how, uh, you know, you have your rough cut and you get the director's cut explained what yeah. those were, and you just hear about them so often. I knew nothing about it. I was it. just a little bit, oh. Uh, finding out more about yeah, the workflow yeah. in the industry, which is great. Dave Morris, who 
snuck in an excellent show before my hack on that. <laughs> I was way to embarrass me, Dave. I don't know why I suddenly wanted to do multiple shows this month, but well, the reason for it is because we were alone shows. Yeah, yeah, and, um, and I was John, not all that busy over, over Christmas. John Culp and uh, also Hooker both have uh, new work commitments, mm-hmm. so they're not going to be clicking shows. Oh, you uh, should have, you should have emailed me. Man. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, I could have sat down and did something. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, it's on the, if you're on the mailing list, you should get it. I, I don't think I'm on the mailing list. I, I can always add you, that's not a problem. That's right. You should probably add me to the mailing Yeah, but I do, have a, I do have a list of people who have, who have offered shows if I absolutely desperately need them. But the thing about last year was really relaxing for me because you could look at the queue and the, there was always a weeks of shows there, if not 14 days, those were filled up. Mm-hmm. And then you look out for the coming two to three months, there was always two or three slots filled and then you know that there's bound to be every week one or two shows are going to pop in so it was really comforting to be able to look at the queue and go well maybe I should pop in a show there to fill it up a little bit but now if you look at the queue yeah we're full we have shows for the coming time but go out to the two to three month period and there's no there's nobody giving me that nice don't worry Ken feelings and uh, we had a few times during the week where they um the seven day alert came up on the on the back mm-hmm. on the um, website. Which Generally, was, I try to do like uh, maybe ten, pick a topic, and then do ten shows based on that topic, and then and then, and then put them in every two weeks for the and that. I love no, no, that no, no, I just send them all at once. And yeah, you send them all at once, and then we we put them up uh, every two, space them out every one every two weeks, and then yeah. you've got a series that you can tune in. But that also means that that takes the pressure off the queuing because you're now instead of looking at 10 shows for the next two weeks yeah. you only need to fill nine so if if you're if there are people out there thinking of doing a series do a whole series and then when you're uploading them upload them say two weeks out mm-hmm. it's it's on the calendar page actually it explains how I mean, you should I think I did nine with the file systems yeah and you space it over seven months yeah something like that yeah, yeah. okay uh, the bash tips Dave is a fantastic <laughs> series I uh, sent a vendor of ours today um, to this very website to listen to this very show oh, good. because uh, he was asking um, one of the he was asking me how he would do something um, as an explanation to this dollar bracket thing mm-hmm. is explained go to this section okay. and your show notes also have links to the uh, attribute links within them so you can bring them directly to the place within the show notes itself absolutely excellent yes well it I is. was afraid it was a bit too dry, but but I've no. got uh, the the point. The point is, sometimes I think people are thinking well, this guy's just reading the, the the man page out. But what I've tried to do is, yes, okay, I'm reading the man page. But I'm trying to work through it and show you how to use it, and also warn you some of the the, the pitfalls and and the mis- potential misunderstandings. Because sometimes it's just like two sentences in the man page. Yeah, exactly. And you really got to dig deep to find out. All the, the, the no, you you definitely do this because I am borrowed. I put the when I see these ones coming up, I put them in so they're right in front of my. I usually have my phone open mm-hmm. when I'm doing that. But if you compare the man page to what you're explaining, and I was reading the man page, there's no way I would have derived that because there's usually a word in there um, that this is the expressive function for for this thing, mm-hmm. and unless you know what that blah, blah word is, yeah, there's a lot of lot of hidden meaning. Yeah, exactly. Page, isn't it? Yeah. So no keep uh, okay. keep, keep well, there's, there's more there's more keep in them the, coming in the works. 
And then my uh, my one on how to get time from multiple audio files, which <laughs> no, not surprisingly, is something I do quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, I do I it in work that. a lot, and I do it. Uh, I thought it was great. I really like the way you uh, you you work through it. And uh, not only did you say here's the here's the pipe, and you look at that and go, oh, I don't understand that, but you broke it down in your long notes and, and explained it quite nicely as well. well that's actually that's, how that's that, really really cool. And that's why my um, you asked me before why I use the pipe a lot instead mm -hmm. of using other options mm -hmm. is because. I, I will start going right. Okay, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to need to. I'm going to use this command, mm -hmm. and then I'll cleanly pipe that into the next one, and then I'll take it from there and I build it up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that was good. But it was. I'm actually glad we did that because it was an interesting uh, comparison for myself on Media Info and um, an XML Starlet. And I know I promised shows on XML Starlet. I will get to them, but I. I fear that the only person on the network who will find parsing XML files interesting is myself. Oh, I find that quite interesting. Isn't right. It? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, I could go on for hours. This is this is what I do over there. Anyway, interview with David Wilson of the Software Freedom School by David Whitman. Now that was extremely difficult for my brain to get around. David Whitman interviewing <laughs> David Wilson. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, David and David Wilson had done has is a HPR contributor has done a show yes. in the past, yeah. and this is I'm really glad that this uh, this software freedom school is still going. Yeah, yeah, that that was what I noted to myself. So it, it was it was good the way he was he, he described it was show thirteen sixty one he did yeah wasn't it and uh, it sounded good then I, I remember I remember hearing about that thinking wow that's a great idea but it was an idea at that. Yeah, and now it's actually happened and is is ongoing. Yeah, and the thing is, you brilliant. keep doing that for two years, and they yeah. uh, they also have a um, a ranch thing, which sounded like a, a really mm. nice mm. retreat. Somebody knocking on your door. Okay, we have two more shows to go, and then we're done. Grandpa shows us how to turn custom pens, and all I can say to that was, I was on the train this morning from Bussum South to Skipwell Airport, stopping off at Lafayette, Louisiana. <laughs> I, I was just sitting in, in. I was just sitting there thinking, I'm, you know, John is there in his in his carriage. By the way, a nice one, John. He gets a shed. Did you hear that? Yeah, absolutely. He gets a yes, new man yes, cave yes, in the yes. back of the shed. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> and uh, I was just sitting there thinking, yeah, I'm Sunday morning having a having a cup of coffee in the yard. With somebody, I and I so want to get a, a laid. I really do. I know. I know. I I went looking to see how much they cost. Yeah, they're expensive. <laughs> They're not cheap at all, but you can get you can get small lathes for for, for less than the one that uh, yeah. They were looking well, the one I actually use. want is because I'm mechanical engineering, so I want mm -hmm. a, a small little CNC machine. Ooh, little, cool. okay, oh, yeah. no, no, you're talking about big. No, no, it's never going to happen. <laughs> although, although my father-in-law keeps tempting me that he knows all these people from the church who are going into old people's homes and they have kids. You know, kitchen down the sheds. So, the way to, the way to, to get it, yeah. And the last one, um, it was another one by David Whitman about how to install OpenStreetMaps on the Garmin 60CX, which I didn't think actually you could do. Which you could. Wow. Yes. I didn't know that. No, I haven't heard this one. And it was quite, it was quite easy. Uh, he basically took out the, you go to the website and you request the, um, you tell them which uh, Garmin does uh, OpenStreetMap.nl. 
dead end now, and you tell them which you know parts of the map you want, and then rent. I was wondering why you had to enter your email address, but that's because it's a, it renders it in a batch job, and then it emails you when it's done. Mm, okay. And you download them, you take out the SD card, put it on the SD card, put it back in. Bye. Wow. Couldn't be simpler. That's really good. Yeah. So again, my father in law is going to the states and wants wants that, and I found the in especially in the Netherlands, the quality of the uh, the maps. If you compare Google Maps mm-hmm. to uh, OpenStreetMaps, is way ahead. the buildings are more accurate and the house numbers are more accurate. John is nodding, which is completely and totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was it. What else did we have, Dave? <coughs> Well, Let me we've see. Got, a, got a bunch of mail, which I, I only have the headers of. Yeah. So I, I don't, I'm, I'm, Let me see. HPR only Club Street Candles. There was comments on that. Um, then there was Experiencing My Migo T-0 Part 2. Uh, talks about the uh, a shadowy figure. and This was the a shadowy figure's uh, audio drama would be the best uh, description of that. Am I looking at that? HPR Community News. Oh, there was the, there was an interesting set of comments on the last community news. Yeah, Somebody so. made the comment about uh, three hours of farts or some, something. <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah, so I got a, for the first time ever, I got somebody complaining. Um, I got a complaining email from someone and mm. I replied to it uh, basically saying, you know, the, the comment was, you know, we should filter audio, we should uh, curate the stuff coming up because there's a desperate need for that. And I said, yeah, fair enough, there is perhaps, but that ain't HBR. HBR is about unfettered community access to whatever. One of the comments, uh, his reply to that was, I also mentioned that, you know, there was. Uh, I hope you encourage him to do an HBR episode with this filter. I, I did, of course, yeah, and that send the email to the list, but uh, basically I think the chap was just trolling us. But, in in his reply, he said, "You know, what's stopping somebody from doing three hours of farts?" <laughs> I mean, absolutely nothing. You know, <laughs> so we have. A, what, shall I read out the comments for that? <laughs> uh, let me see. There were uh, Frank says, uh, "I was a." S- I want to second what John Culp said. I think an episode or two how to get the most out of the IRC would be useful. I've dropped into various IRC channels from time to time, and uh, I'm not an IRC kind of guy. Uh, Kevin O'Brien, farts. A nearly uncontrollable urge to record three hours of farts <laughs> and submit it. Uh, Frank says, Kevin, if Zebra Pizza is still in business in Washington, D.C., then you can help them accomplish your goal. Let's hope they are not. And I replied to uh, Frank, please do so. It will be of interest to hackers on the grounds that my son is a hacker and uh, 10-year-old boys seem to be fascinated <laughs> by farts. And you know, again, uh, it could be um, comedy, historical, medical, engineering, uh, the art of the fart. <laughs> and you found the French... Fla- the better man. He's a French what? Flat to... Can't remember. Flatutist. Oh yes. Basically, he made his living farting on stage. Yes, I heard a um, yeah. in our time about that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I've got the book. There's a book about him, and uh, yeah, he uh, <laughs> he did make a pretty good living from uh, <laughs> from, from doing that. From flatulence. Yeah. Flatulence. Flatulist. I think we call him flatulence. Yeah. And do you know what? Still to this day, uh, again. You know, it's those type of odd shows that are the most commented on and uh, yeah. people seem to find most interesting. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Three hours of farts. We did have three hours of snoring, so <laughs> three hours of farts might be a bit yeah. much better. Anyway, pick a slot and go for it. 
Right, guys, we are going to go and see Richard Stallman. So before we do, please join us in prayer. Join us now and share the software. You'll be free. Hackers, you'll be wait, wait, wait. free. You can do Emacs. Emacs can do IRC2, I think. Yeah, I think Emacs can do anything short of launching a nuclear missile. So, I mean, if you want it to, maybe, maybe we can get him to talk about Emacs. That would be great. If we could just I, urge him to do I that. will be falling asleep at that particular point in time, <laughs> just so you know. Right, guys, uh, <coughs> tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. Hopefully, this makes it. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.